Coming to you from KFAI Studio in Minneapolis, this is the Miniculture Podcast. I'm your host, Jamonde Tway. On the Miniculture Podcast, we listen to the best in arts, culture, and history from all over the state. I, I could just like cry how cool this is. And nine times out of ten, people do a U-turn and are like, what is this? You know, like, this is amazing. I've never had anything like this before. I really do love this job because it takes you in these bizarrely creative places. Very good. Now, KFAI is a community station in the heart of the Cedar Riverside neighborhood. Like a lot of people at KFAI, I volunteer. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes here. On today's episode, we're going to take a peek behind the scenes at a couple of different jobs that come with power and prestige. And spoiler alert, it's not all that glamorous. Here's an example. Take Doomtree. They're a collective of artists that come together and they perform. And it's also an international record label. Dome Tree has been called the standard of the Twin Cities hip-hop sound. And it's launched the careers of rappers like Dessa, the group Shredders, and the synth-pop band Polisa. And the CEO of Dome Tree, the guy who keeps the ship running, is Laserbeak. He sounds glamorous. But behind all that music, well, there's a lot of email. I freak out when there are a bunch of unread messages. So I read them all. This is a thing for Doomtree. This is a thing for Shredders. This is a thing for Dessa or Sims or Polisa. Or this is an email from my aunt about when we're going to get our birthday celebration. Yeah, it's a lot to juggle. Our producer, Nancy Rosenbaum, is going to take us into a day in the life of Doomtree CEO. In Northeast Minneapolis, I'm Nancy Rosenbaum. So here, come on in. Okay. When people fantasize about making it in the music business they probably don't picture themselves sitting all alone in a windowless office. But somebody has to count the merch money. And what are you holding? A brown paper bag (laughs) with money in it. Meet Laserbeak. He's the CEO of Doomtree Records, and he's fanning a thick wad of cash. Very cool. Just the sound of crisp bills. The money's from a weekend show. It wasn't exactly a huge payday, but when you're running an indie music label, every penny counts. Laserbeak's real name is Aaron Mader, and he's a founding member of the Doomtree Collective. They're a group of hip-hop artists that includes Dessa and P.O.S. While other Doomtree members make music or tour, Laserbeak works 9 to 5, checking things off his to-do list. So it's going to start with... Finishing up the blog for Doomtree's website, Get Shadowed by KFAI. I'm going to put that, I'm going to delete that. Already off to a good start. Laserbeak is 35, but with his baseball hat and t-shirt, he could pass for someone 10 years younger. As a musician, he makes beats. But as Doomtree's CEO, he spends tons of time solving mundane problems. Nice stuff. Hello? Yo, what's happening? It's P.O.S. on the line. He's touring a new solo album. I was just calling you about the merch for your tour, like pins and beanies. Do you got a second to talk about that? Laserbeak wasn't always the guy who ordered the beanies. In Doomtree's early years, they split up duties. Then as the label got bigger, Laserbeak stepped up and eventually became CEO. He was fine with that. But a few years ago, Laserbeak's leadership role pushed him to a dangerous place. In 2014, 
It was 2015. Doomtree was entering its second decade. They decided to host a huge day-long festival, and it was up to one guy, Laserbeak, to deal with all the details. I'm like talking with insurance, and I'm hiring security, and I'm talking with the police chief in St. Paul, and I'm dealing with the director of... The list went on and on. Laserbeak managed to pull it off, but it came at a high personal cost. Every day, I think I sunk down further into this rut to the point of, like, I think I lost 30 to 40 pounds by the end of it. It was clear that he was going through something. That's Dessa, one of the members of Doomtree. So we knew that he was short-tempered, that he was maxed out, um, that he was getting a little neurotic, and that daily activities like sleeping and eating were interrupted, and that he had this sense of anxiety that just wouldn't go away. After the festival ended, Laserbeak went to the doctor and got on low-dose anti-anxiety medication. He's feeling better now, and to keep things balanced, he meditates using an app on his phone. You want to meditate? Let's do it. And when you're ready... Just starting the exercise with some deep breaths. Just settling down into the space around you, into the different physical senses. All right, so we did that. We can cross meditation off the list. So everybody on Doomtree benefits from the hours that Laserbeak spends typing. Here's Dessa again. Every moment that Beak spends making sure that Doomtree is running and functional is another moment that every other artist can spend at their art. In a perfect world, Laserbeak says he would spend most of his time creating music. But he's come to enjoy aspects of working behind the scenes, too. Laserbeak is married and has three young kids. The financial stability he gets from being CEO makes it possible to work in music and still pay his mortgage. Usually, one time a week... I'll get to sit down for like two or three hours and try to start something. I want to make more beats. Like I would love to eliminate all the things on my to-do list because I don't love doing a lot of those things. But when I'm doing the really dumb stuff, I am still recognizing that it's allowing me to do the really cool stuff. For KFAI, I'm Nancy Rosenbaum. Listening to that story, I think I would be hospitalized. If I'm losing 30 pounds just to put on an event, I would not be a CEO when that event was over. That's something else. That's something way different than what I could ever imagine signing up for. Much respect to him. I don't know how he fits it in, but in April, Laserbeak dropped a new album called Luther. That title's reference to both his favorite singer, Luther Vandross, and Laserbeak's four-year-old son. Luther is way different from Laserbeak's last album dropped seven years ago. It's a lot more mindful and reflective. Writing for Doomtree, Laserbeak says, Luther represents, quote, a newfound peace and balance in a rapidly changing world. We're all looking for a little balance, right? As for jobs, I've done a lot of different jobs, and I'll give you one. I used to work as a day laborer, so me and my buddy show up to do a job, and it consisted of moving a piano. 
And we get there, and I'm looking at this thing. It's massive. It's an upright piano, old school, uh, 100% solid oak, just a beast. And I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking, is this money really worth it? So I'm thinking, we're about to die today. But as chance we have it, we're able to get that piano out and get rid of it. It's situations like that where when you need a paycheck, you just got to do what you got to do. And hopefully you get that paycheck without breaking your back. For our next story, we're going to head to a place that a lot of people think they know pretty well, an elementary school. We're about to get called into the principal office. Good morning, Mrs. King. Good morning. How are you? Good, how are you? Tired. It's a two-diet Coke morning. <laughs> no, you're not in trouble, but life is about to get busy. Whatever you imagine school principals are doing, right? I mean, chatting with their teachers, disciplining the kids, managing all the chaos happening around them. There's a lot more than that on their plate. Producer Rob McGinley Myers is going to show us what it takes to run a school. This story is called Other Duties as Assigned. Standing outside of an elementary school in St. Paul, I'm Rob McGinley Myers. Be open. Okay. Schools are starting up again for another year, all across the state. And I wanted to see what it's like to get one of those schools started on a typical morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, look at you. Principal Jill Gebke likes to be the first person to arrive at her school every day. This is partly because she savors the incredibly productive hour she has before her building fills up with almost 500 children, the only time of the day when she just might get close to the bottom of her email inbox. My goal is to keep my inbox to just the front page One here. Screen. One yeah. screen. End of the year, I took a snapshot. I had an empty inbox. She's a lover of systems and order, so it makes sense that she came to education first as a math teacher. And she actually never intended to work as an elementary school principal. She wanted to work at a high school or a middle school. Kindergartners still make me a little nervous. <laughs> and I hate to say it. Duh. What do you mean by that? Though? I don't know. They're just, there's clingy, very needy, and there's body fluids. But maybe if you love order, part of what you love is tackling and taming a certain amount of chaos every day, starting with the phone calls that puncture your peace and quiet. Chelsea Heights Elementary, may I help you? Will he be coming later today or just gone all day? The call is about an absent student, but Ms. Gebke remembers that this parent hasn't turned in their child's application for free and reduced lunch. Okay, this is Jill and I talked to you yesterday about that lunch app. About 50% of Chelsea Heights students qualify for free and reduced lunch, but if they don't turn in their applications, the school loses funding. So Ms. Gebke takes every opportunity she can to remind them. So I'm a bill collector, too, so yeah. or trying to get these forms in. And, you know, it's kind of awkward, and then I'm calling about lunch balances. Um, you know, your lunch balance is $40 in the hole. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to give you your child a cheese sandwich if we don't, you know. Here I'm working on relationship building, yet I've got to be the, the bad guy, too. Ms. Gebke believes it's that relationship building that's especially important at a school like Chelsea Heights where students come from such a broad range of both racial and economic backgrounds. There's 20 different languages spoken here by our families, 55% students of color, 50% of our students are free reduced lunch. When I asked how she influences the education at her school, Ms. Gebke said her number one goal is for all her students to learn how to be part of a community, which sounds like a touchy-feely idea, but it starts with never assuming that children arrive at school knowing how to behave. 
assume nothing is really the uh, the philosophy. Um, what behavior looks like in the cafeteria? Actually, sit down. This is what you do when you go throw your tray away. Here's what I need you to do, and actually model everything. Assume nothing. The first behavior Ms. Gebke models every morning is the moment when the doors open at 8.15 and more than 200 students file through the cafeteria to receive their free breakfast without any pushing or shoving or shouting or running. But first... Okay, so hi. I came to find you because I found this really cool thing and I can't wait to share it. Ms. Gebke has to have a few meetings with teachers, including this math teacher, who's super excited about a new style of dividing numbers that somehow takes the shape of a butterfly. Wow. Imagine a better, stronger, more compelling visual than that. Visual, nice. Wow. I know, right? We head down to the cafeteria, where a few students have trickled in early. Is she a good principal? Yeah. And I'm, and I'm crazy tired today. You are? Why are you crazy tired? I forgot. That means you have to try extra hard today, right? Yeah. And then the bell rings. So it's, ah, here they come. Yeah. it's all about systems. <laughs> no, they, they know, watch it, they'll, they'll kind of get it. Cheese and egg burrito today. The children are given their breakfast burritos, sorted into their respective classrooms, seated in their respective chairs, and the morning officially begins with Principal Gebke's announcements over the intercom. Please excuse this interruption for the morning announcement. On the lunch menu today, it's breakfast for lunch. Pancakes and sausage. On my way out of the building, I notice an air pump in Ms. Gebke's office next to a barrel of deflated rubber balls. And she explains that she, the principal of the school, will be inflating the balls herself for recess. Other duties is assigned. <laughs> you do what you do. For KFAI, I'm Rob McGinley-Myers. I really like that she's there inflating the balls to help those kids get a game of dodgeball going. Sometimes the little things matter the most. The Miniculture Podcast is produced by Emily Bright, Todd Melby, Sophie Nikitas, and Nancy Rosenbaum. Our music is by Javier Santiago. Support for Miniculture was made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. If you liked what you heard, don't be shy. Share the word. Share the love. I'm your host, Jamonde Tway. Till next time. Thank you.